Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. If it is your first time here, I want to say welcome. I want to say kia orana, which is hello in the Cook Island language. You are welcome at this podcast. It is a podcast where we explore our minds, where we voyage off into the unknown together because that is the tradition that ties us together. Humanity sometimes forgets that we are more similar than different but we live in a world now where the algorithm and a bit of our negative human traits seems to highlight the difference and and we need to remember that we are all the same and and look if it is your first time here um yeah it is an exploration podcast uh i don't know if you go back and listen to the older episodes you can clearly hear me kind of working through this idea of what it means to process life and I've taken that literally so I am on this journey of trying to work out how do you process life what are the tools you need what's the experiences you need what's the maximum amount of love and pain that you need to operate it seems to be that on the fringes you only turn into a horrible version of yourself that that life is about the acceptance of the good and the bad and and I just want to know what that means within the metaphorical world but also within the real world so hopefully these conversations provide you with a little bit of insight into my world but also um, you know give you the permission to explore that journey for you whatever that means okay team just a little bit of housekeeping so this podcast has gone through a little bit of change in the recent weeks. Uh, for those following closely, I have now, uh, well, I have the podcast that is playing on TV. It is playing on a channel, on channel 200 on Freeview, a channel called Oriana TV, which is a Pacific Island TV platform. And they play Pacific Island content. And please blow my mind, as far as I know, is the first podcast that is played on national TV and it's not it's kind of cool you know because it's not like uh, it's not like it's out there everywhere and 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 I am kind of like you know making a big song and dance maybe I should but I just kind of feel like it's another notch on the belt towards awesome towards being able to be me and be, and us being able to be us and knowing that that's enough and that that can bring awesome financial reward but it can also bring meaning a meaningful reward to the time we spend so I just want to say that because this segment that you will hear is broken up or this podcast that you will hear is broken up into four parts and that's for television so that Oriana TV can play advertising uh, during the middle of the video version of this podcast but here I don't know I was going to explore just dipping in and trying a couple different things within the ad breaks so I hope it translates into audio Um, I'm sure it will and and you know what it will also give me a chance to just kind of engage you uh, you know every 10 minutes or so to talk about different things on my mind and you know part of my journey is not just doing things the same in fact I don't want to do things the same you know like I definitely think there's a space for doing things like others but but maybe it's something like you know you you mimic until you find your own 
inspiration or using the mimicry for your inspiration until you find your own way. That's definitely how it feels for me. I, I love the fact that I get to explore, I get to mimic on the podcast, you know, these conversations that have meant a lot to me, you know, the Joe Rogans, the Brian Callens, all of these people who I've been listening to for years and I get to kind of, I don't know, vicariously live a version of them through my podcast but it's evolving because my story is different to them and and that's what I think is amazing about humanity is we we're so deep and we know we are and it freaks us out because we can't express it so let's just express it let's start there this week on the podcast my very good friend Cam Kilgore he joins me now Cam as I will intro in the podcast he's just a dude who does it Okay, and it doesn't always work. And what I love about Cam is he finds the strength to turn up and do it again. So Cam has had a long history with rugby and with kind of player development and helping people, you know, really offering time and service and kind of getting burnt for that along the way. Now, what I love about Cam is he's been through his challenges because he goes after the big stuff, you're right? He gives me inspiration to try the big stuff because not that many people actually try the big stuff. They don't put it all on the line. And putting it all on the line, if you have forgotten, means putting the damn stuff all on the line. And that you might not get there. That's the scary thing. That's the bit that means something. Because if you do, and when you do, you get there and you show others a runway to get there and that's what I love about Cam. So in this episode we talk about Cam's history with rugby, uh, being part of the Auckland Blues or the Blues back in the 2000s and their management, kind of going through the rugby scenes in New Zealand and Australia and then taking on the challenge of, of believing that him managing the Cook Island rugby team, that they could make it to the Rugby World Cup they only had one more game to win and it's a it's a there's a documentary made on this called one more win i will link to it or you can text me or dm me and i will send you the link i'll try and get you the link watch that film it's about cam's story but also we talk about a very exciting opportunity which is developing at the time of recording this where cam talks about being part of the first pacific island professional rugby team in the South Pacific, based in Hawaii. An extraordinary man with an extraordinary story because he is an extraordinary human. And this week, Cam Kilgar blows my mind. Aloha, Willie. Aloha. (laughs) No, no, no. It's Kiorana, that's right. Uh, (laughs) Malo Lele. Hola. Yeah. yeah, and what's up? Cam, many of the audience are looking, thinking, who's this dude? And that's a very good question. Let's let let's wait to talk about from, this stuff. I'm from Penryn. I'm from Penryn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To the, to the Cook Island community that um, I am Penryn. Deep <laughs> down in my heart and my soul, I am from Penryn. Panthers. Yeah, sharks actually. Lots of sharks up in Penrith. True that. Have you actually been back to Penrith? Penrith? Yeah, where are you talking about? 
Pin, Pinrin and the Cook Islands. Oh. <laughs> That's how well I know the Cook Islands. I thought you were saying Penrith. So the nor- northernmost island in the Cook Islands is well, Penrith. There you go. I've just um, been I've just been schooled. Yeah, so don't ever call me white again. Um, <laughs> there are 15 islands in the Cook Islands, best islands in the Pacific. Otatuki uh, has been voted the uh, yeah, has been voted the best island in the Pacific for the last 10 years, I think. And mm. um, yeah, fantastic people, um, such warm, kind-hearted, work-hard people. And uh, yeah, Penryn is the 15th and the, the most northern island, and it's a beautiful, beautiful island. I've actually never been, but uh, the Penryn community took me in and said that I was from Penryn. So uh, I love I love the people from Penryn. Ken, before we talk about your involvement with Cook Island Rugby and and the Pacific uh, Rugby in general, um, what is your – I thought you said Penrith because I know you have kind of a, an Australian background, heritage and stuff. Have you gone back to, to search where your origins start? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I – someone asked me the other day what – you know, especially with what's going on, you know, where you come from, what what uh, what do you go by? I guess, which is um, unusual. But I, I'm a half Pakeha, half Australian. Um, so yeah, half New Zealander, half Australian. My dad's a New Zealander. My mum's Australian. Um, my mum's family uh, is an O'Malley um, O'Malley family, so they're from Ireland mm-hmm. originally. And uh, and then my dad's uh, family is from Scotland originally. So. Um, both Scottish and Irish people were treated very, very poorly by the British, um, and uh, they've, um, you know, they've suffered huge um, issues and and been um, treated very, very poorly in the past as well. So um, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that uh, that I know what it's like um, at all, but I'm just saying that um, you know, you 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 ask, you look deep into your family's past and your history and. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of wrongdoings to a lot of people. So a lot of uh, um, people all around the world, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a Look, and 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 I do believe that you know. Well, I think long term. We need to really confront things, and look, it's tricky. Should we just say that because you're not sure what to say, when to say it, and and, and the world is designed in a funny way at the moment, where it's it's not that easy to actually say things without kind of uh, potentially offending somebody. So so where I go to with this is I start looking within, right? I start thinking about. How do, when the world calls on me, maybe it's the podcast, maybe it's me being part of the family, how do I be the best I can be? Um, You know, in those type of things, Cam, and you've been around the rugby circles for a little while, do you think the scenario, let's say professionally and and privately, are people, um, are we making strides in, in being more well-rounded people. And I only ask that because if you look at the statistics on, say, mental health and suicide and those things, it doesn't seem to be getting better. So I guess my follow-up question is, you know, what are you doing to try and keep yourself strong? And and and, and I guess what gives you hope? Uh, I, I surround myself um, in environments that make me happy. Um, and family, family is big. Um, and I, 
I've never never seen rugby as a job for me. I've I've always seen um, seen it as a as a passionate hobby that I get paid for, and some sometimes, um, and that's the career that I chose. Uh, so being in that environment, um, in the sporting environment, I guess is uh, is unique, and it just offers. Um, different pathways and, and different avenues to meet different people all, mm. all around the world. So I think that's – I'm really passionate about people and um, I do like to create an environment where I can meet people, I can um, meet new people, I can travel and um, see new places. Um, so I guess that's my that's my comfort zone. Um, but, you know, it's everybody's different, I guess. Um, but you talk about – where we are as a people or where we are in the world. I think we're, we're still very, very, very slow at, um, you know, um, obviously with what, what is going on with the, with the race um, issues around the world. Um, there's, you know, there's all sorts of issues that, that we're just very slow at. Um, uh, sexism, uh, homophobic, um, all sorts of um, issues that I, I would have thought, um, we would have gone a lot further down the track and, and been equal, and mm. and um, but but we're not, and that's that is sad. That is one sad thing that uh, I see with my niece and my friends' kids is that um, you know they, they're still having to look and deal with this, which our parents had to had to do the same. Mm. So it's um, yeah, I think just we're a very slow, slow human race. Hey, eh? we're we're not good at doing things properly and. Um, uh, and that's why, in a headspace for me, I do like to, you know, be close to my family, be surrounded by the friends that I that I have. And when I when I do have to work or work, um, you know, I, I work in an industry that uh, that I'm passionate about and um, that I love. And um, yeah, that's that's and that's me, mate. I love it. I love it. So. After the break, I want to talk to you a little bit about the things that you do surround yourself with. You're you're a, you're an enigma, Cam, because I I will call you every now and then, and we've been friends since school, and and you'll be up to something. And it's it, it's it, the funny thing for me is it always involves people, and it always involves dreaming big, and it is something. If if people who are watching, like I've seen that guy before. You were the main focus of the One More Win documentary, the Cook Island Rugby documentary, which has played here on Audiana TV. And so I thought in the next segment, we'll talk a little bit uh, from, you know, your time. Um, well, I don't know what you did before the Blues. And then I know you did some stuff in Aussie and the Cooks and, 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 and well, the world is your oyster. So stay with us, team, and we're going to uh, dig into that mine of Cam Cougar right after this break. Okay team, while we've just got a couple seconds before we jump back in to the podcast with Cam Kulga, I wanted to just remind us that part of what's awesome about our ancestry is that everyone was exploring, that everyone had to go off into the unknown. I think part of the problem with today's society is that We've traded in the unknown for the known, for the safety of the known. And if there's anything I've learned over the last few months of researching, you know, cold bath therapy and 
nasal breathing. It's that we've got to willingly put ourselves up for a challenge. And when we do, we reap the rewards. Now, I know life is challenging, but there's something about willingly putting yourself up for a challenge which pays you back tenfold. So I'm trying to process this because a lot of people kind of find it hard, including me, to, to, to willingly put themselves through uncomfortable zones, even when life feels uncomfortable, because we are full of stress and all these things. But one thing I was thinking about today is stress isn't bad for you. Chronic stress is. And how I translate that into my mind is if you're panicking or anxious or hurting or sad, all day that's not good but momentary stress putting yourself under momentary pain (laughs) I think that's where it's at and we've got to get better at identifying that otherwise we're just unconsciously going through this thing and the autopilot is not serving us so something to think about okay let's get back to this podcast with Cam Kilgore For those who don't know, Cam and I went to school uh, and we were good friends there and, and we're still pretty good friends now. I'd say throughout our 20s and 30s, we haven't seen a hell of a lot of each other because, you know, the babies and jobs and all the podcasts and, and life and paying bills, it, it gets in the way from just hanging out with your friends. But we do touch base from time to time and and, and uh, I'm always interested with Cam, your story, because you're always out there, you're always doing things, it involves people, it involves opportunity, it involves dreaming, and and you're, and I don't know if you know this about yourself, but you give people this idea that you can dream, and maybe we'll revisit that, because I'm fascinated with this, I think that we live in a time in history, you know, you mentioned your ancestry, and I, and, and I did a post today about my ancestry, you know, from the Cook Islands, and nothing was guaranteed for them right like absolutely nothing not even dreaming and this is a huge thing that they offered us they offered us the capacity to dream the capacity to want more and it's a it's it's cool but it's a burden because it comes with risks it comes with trying things that are difficult and trying things that might not work so we acknowledge that but we carry on regardless because this was the point you carry on this is the hope in life so let's let, let's start after school, Cam. I, I want to know specifically about your. What did you do? What did you want to do straight after school? And what did you do? <laughs> um, well, I like that little I, laugh. That acknowledges <laughs> a <yeah>. bunch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I still uh, at that time um, probably wanted to play sport for New Zealand in some capacity. Um, and then when I figured out that I wasn't going to make it as a player, I thought, hey, there's other opportunities, uh, other avenues to, uh, to go down to, uh, to get in that sporting uh, environment. Um, I did, uh, you know, it wasn't until I was 24, I guess, 23, 24, so that's quite a long time um, until I figured out that that's what I really want to do and I had an opportunity to, uh, to assist um, the super, the Blues Super franchise in 0304, so that was quite cool for me. They were winning, uh, they? Yeah, they were. They were. That was a yeah. That was a very star-studded team. And one of my jobs was to 
look after a certain player called Rupini Thalthal Mbuka. Uh, Rupes, he was the man. He was a superstar back then. And uh, that was that was my one job, really, was to look after him and make sure he'd show up to training and and uh, a couple of other funny stories around him. But, um, what, uh, but uh, before you carry on, tell us about that story. Where Can you tell us about that story where you were flowing to Fiji? Oh, yes. Yeah, so this was uh, pre-season... Uh, Christmas uh, 03 oh, so, yeah this was uh, the end of 03 and um, I was uh, called over by the coach Peter Sloan and the manager Ant Strawn and they said to me oh Cam what are you up to this weekend and I go oh I'm off to a 21st yeah looking forward to it and they go no you're not you're flying out to Fiji with uh, Rupiti Thalfell for three days just to make sure he he came back and I was like oh okay cool that sounds quite cool but then, then you hear all the stories about Rupes how he would go off to Fiji and not come back. And then, then it gets worse. It's a three hour, oh, sorry, it's a three, uh, three flights and a two and a half hour drive to his village. So here I am, um, early twenties, uh, jumping on a, on a plane, get, get, you know, got treated like Kings. Definitely because Rupini was, uh, was huge back then. And, uh, we took three flights and then we had this tour two and a half hour drive on rocky roads to uh, to his village and uh, treated really, really nicely there. And But we're coming to the last day, so we're only there for a few days and coming to the last day and I have to, my one job is to bring him back. And uh, if I don't bring him back, then I might as well just stay in Fiji too. <laughs> so we, we we get up and I'm nervous and I wake him up and he goes, nah, don't worry about it, we'll, we'll get there in time. And we finally took off, we... Uh, Missed one of our flights, uh, so that was quite nerve-wracking, but we managed to get another flight, uh, land into Auckland Airport, and I get a phone call from Ant, the manager, and it was, Cam, have you got him? Yes. And then he just hung up, job, job done. <laughs> so it wasn't even how was the trip, it was, is he there? Is he with you? Yes. <laughs> so that was uh, that was a cool story about oh. uh, Rupini, but um, yeah, he was the man. He's an awesome player, and yeah, so he's, uh, that was... Um, I sort of knew then, I guess, that that was my passion to to look after people, and and that's what management, sports management, is about. Is it's about looking after people and looking after the players that you're that are under your under your team, and you've um, yeah, it's a it's a cool job. And but and yeah, twenties, mid twenties, I guess. What was it? What was it like, kind of seeing our superheroes as just people? What were they like with you? I mean. Are these confident people? Are they people who have everything together? I mean, I assume they're just humans, but what must it be like being, you know, the person on everyone's mind? Yeah, well, Carlos Spencer was, uh, yeah, he was a superstar uh, in our in our team and around the world. He was, you know, Carlos Spencer far out. And I, I've only, I'd never met him before. And I thought, oh, you know, you look at him and you think, oh, he's a superstar, must be a little bit arrogant and, and then you get to meet him and get to know the person, and he's a fantastic person and mm. works really hard, loves his family, um, and he's a really down-to-earth guy. And now they treated me like, you know, I, I, I was in charge of the clothing and, and in charge of getting all the lunch every day, so they treated me really well. <laughs> they had to. They had to. But, no, nah, they're really, really good people. But that, and, and that's the thing about my industry is, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're meeting your heroes and you're meeting superstars and people that you you think are untouchable but mm. you, you're coming face to face with them it's like when i met um i met jonah lamu once that was quite cool and dan carter when i first met dan carter or um 
Richie McCaw. Um, you know, there's yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing uh, uh, time when you work work with these people. And uh, uh, but the, yeah, everyone's a human. Everybody has their ups and downs. Everybody, you know, gets a a, a speeding ticket. Everybody uh, runs out of petrol every so often. Mm. You know, everybody loses their car keys. So I mean, that's just. They're all human beings at the end of the day. But not everyone has a Cam Kilgar next to them making sure they get back on the plane, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's, yeah. I love That's that true. story then and I love that we've immortalized it now because, look, we also live in a fast-paced world, Cam, where stories don't last forever. It's like they're, they're in and they're out. You know, yesterday's news. And I think, you know, what's interesting for me is that I, yes, I agree with part of that, but it's also some of the most fun you have with people is cracking up about how things were or bonding over the tough times, you know, and there's something psychological too about, you know, if you think about some of the challenges you've had in life, hopefully some of them you remember with a different lens, they teach you a lesson or you can have a giggle about the time the car broke down or it you know it nearly didn't go right i guess the realities though is that in the moment it can be hard to see forward right and 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 to know that there will be i guess opportunity so just before we go to the break and we come back cam you know there's a rocky there's an idea i have in my head like the rocky moment you know where it's supposed to go all good there's the freeze frame at the end you're one did you think just quickly that you know you'd made it into the Blues team, you were being mentored. Was that going to be, like in your mind, had you skipped forward to All Black manager and all those things? Oh, most definitely, yeah. I, I didn't know that was a career until I got into it. And then, yeah, you're right. I thought, what's next for me, All Blacks? Or, you know, I did. I had big, big dreams and goals. And mm. um, I set set huge goals as I as you tell other people to do most definitely yeah I, I did you know you're the best around it's a rocky uh, rocky theme song that's right but um I think I, I I probably the problem is I think I probably did watch too many um sporting movies you know this summer I watched far too many sporting movies and thought and, and maybe that's uh that just blinded myself and and, and it's the reason why I um why I always set big goals and and you know, I don't always reach them. I, I, you know, probably out of five goals, I probably only get one or two. But you know, I, that's just what I do. I just mm. uh, like to make it a challenge. Well, we're going to keep going on uh, back into this point just in a second. Hey team, I thought I'd take this opportunity to thank the Patreon patrons who support this podcast, who help me carve out the time through their donations to get busy making content so i'd like to thank by name i'd like to thank daniel i'd like to thank chris and i'd like to thank andrew they're the top three patrons and they donate to this podcast and i just want to say thank you team i just want to uh you know yeah give you a a verbal acknowledgement that i appreciate that you trust me to back me in this podcast so if you want to donate to please blow my mind please consider going to patreon and then searching please blow my mind and you will be blowing my mind if you support the podcast because this is what it's about right this isn't a global corporation this isn't a global corporation this is a 
family-run business, which is the family in my head. <laughs> and we're doing this together, but also the family on Patreon. So thank you, team. Really appreciate it. Let's get back to Cam Kilgore. So Cam, we were talking about goals and setting big goals, and I learned something recently from neurology, which is about the that that we have trained ourselves to get this dopamine hit, you know, the reward from the brain when we get to the destination. It's something like waiting for the new iPhone and all these things. And if you you that's a that's a kind of self self-loathing way to live because the the true hit you should get from your mind and your brain as a reward is the journey and so you've got to train yourself to enjoy the process not just look for the destination and it's a challenge to do that because in the moment we referred to it before you are just trying to make it work you're trying to swim you know your legs are going fast under the water and up above you're just trying to be you know the swan or whatever the metaphor is but but I think that's the lesson I'm trying to take in as I as I get a little bit older. Is like there's no plan B here, really. Uh, COVID reminded us of just our vulnerability to everything, and and that it is now to follow those dreams, you know. And and I guess I want to know like what happened after the blues, and as we kind of transition forward to because because the next big dream was the Cook Island rugby team job where you were tasked to you know basically well do a lot but to get these guys into the world cup so so just quickly uh what happened with the blues did it end or were you kind yeah, of i i was I, i'd sort of finished helping uh ant um and then i i shot off to australia i went to sydney and brisbane and and uh, managed some club club rugby there um and then i came back to new zealand and i was the rugby manager of South Canterbury in the Crusaders environment. So I was down there for four years to, in, in Timaru. Really, really loved that. And then an yeah, opportunity to, to um, a very difficult voluntary opportunity came up with the Cook Islands to uh, manage the 15s team. How'd so, that come uh, up? Oh, just uh, there's a there's a Cook Islander down in uh, down in Timaru. And he, one. He showed, <laughs> showed one, one Cook Islander. Yeah, no, he showed me the... Um, showed me a job opportunity and and a uh so i decided to take it and um it it also meant that i could move back up to auckland and Mm -hmm. see my family and um i didn't know how challenging it was and to be fair this started a big part of my depression was the fact that i was going to come back come back up to auckland have no income um and really struggle for four years four Mm -hmm. or five years so it was the start of a, a really high point, but it was also a very, very start of a very, very low point for me in my life. Um, I was promised a few things, not not by the Cook Islanders, but by other um, club opportunities in Auckland that that, uh, that was sort of false promises, unfortunately. And um, yeah, I had to delve into my savings and financially I got depressed, which, which happens, you know, mm. the financial side to depression and um, and it was a real struggle. I uh, I was doing my Cook Islands work for free, and, and that's what you do because they have no support from World Rugby. They're, they're a t- tier three nation, so they get no support from World Rugby. Um, they get they get seventy thousand dollar 
70,000 um, pounds a year compared to, for instance, the All Blacks and South Africans and a couple of other Tier 1 nations that got $15 million uh, a, a month or so ago. So that's the difference between a Tier 1 and a Tier 3 nation is huge. Mm. So I was doing that. I, I, I wanted to do it. I, I had the passion and, you know, the Cook Island people are great people and um, and we went on a tour. I did my first ever international team management tour to Papua New Guinea. Well, run us through that because that would have, that was the spark of the beginning, right? Like Cook Island rugby was, that was not supposed to, what you won over there, right? We did, yeah. We we played three tests. It was the Oceania Cup and uh, we had to play Tahiti, Solomon Islands and the host Papua New Guinea in the final uh, as well. And we won all three of them, which was fantastic. And it was a, it was the most challenging tour that I've ever ever come across. But I've been to, you know, tours where you're in Hong Kong and in Scotland, six-star hotels, et cetera, et cetera. But that Papua New Guinea, Port Moresby trip will be the, the tour that I um, remember the most. And, I, and I, I really enjoyed it. And it was my first ever international team management um, challenge. And uh, it was cool looking after a group of lads taking them over to Port Moresby one of the you know second or third most unsafe places in the world um, <laughs> and to and to come out on top and that was that was really cool and, the, and it was great for the the rugby community and the Cook Islands and it was just good for good for the players and it, it wasn't easy it, it was definitely not easy there were a hell of a lot of challenges and um, but uh, you know that's that's what I that's what I do mate I, mm. I like to um I like to surround myself with very, very good people, which the Cook Island players and the Cook Island um, community were, and and that was great for me. And I had really good support from my family. That that mm. that, that was the only way I got through, really, because I had great support from my family. And and um, and uh, yeah, I ended up in hospital after the tour, and there was all sorts of stuff that that didn't go well for me, um, but. I kept in there and, and as you know with that movie One More Win we we needed to work, beat one more country to get to a Rugby World Cup um, the, the only problem was it was Fiji a, a stacked Fiji team and again um, Fiji were a tier 2 nation so you know financially they get well supported they had 4 or 5 test matches to lead into this one one game and, and we had a we had a game against Thames Valley and a and a game against Blues Development in the middle of winter in, in Auckland and then to travel to... I mean, there were just so many challenges. Um, it, it, it's we, we had the David and Goliath story thrown around us all the time, but it was worse than the David and Goliath story. I mean, um, David, he threw the rock. I think that was right. I think he had the rock. I mean, we didn't even... The Cook Islands, we didn't even have a rock. So it was like taking on Goliath or the Jandal. Uh, Naholo, Naholo, the Fiji winger captain at the time, um, with with nothing, and we 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 never we never gave up. But to be fair, it was um, a real struggle for me mentally. I was yeah, you know, I was on daily med- medication then because I was um, in a really bad place and. 
our players were amateur. Some players lost their jobs because they had to give up work to go on the tour. Mm. You know, families, it was tough on families. Um, the Cook Island community in New Zealand gave all they could. Yeah. You know, they they gave money to us to get there and, and they fed us and they put jerseys on us and they, they looked after us. Uh, and that's why I would never turn my back on the Cook Island people or the, or the Pacific Island people because even the Fijians, who I wanted to hate because they beat us and they went to the World Cup, they were so nice to us. They, they knew the challenges. And, and Naholo at the time put a tweet saying, get off your, get off your world rugby and support Cook Islands rugby. They need your help. They cannot. The, the, the Fijians just smashed us by 100 points. But, you know, they were so nice to us after. And they just, they know the challenges because they see it on a on a bigger scale, I guess. But, but yeah, for, for t- there's no growth. There's no growth in world rugby. There's no, um, it's like, yeah, you're either tier one or tier two. Uh, you get looked after. Everybody else, that's it. Um, and, and I understand a bit. It's hard because there's lots of countries around the world. But, yeah, I, I, I focused on a goal and a dream to get the smallest, one of the smallest countries in the world to a Rugby World Cup. And people were probably telling me to my face that it was not going to happen. But, you know, because you watch so many movies and you see so many cool stories about the underdog beating the top dog that you think, but my might just happen mm. i didn't swear before i didn't swear then um, <laughs> you can you can bleep that out but i can believe you, that you could yeah but you you know i i just afterwards i remember talking to the to the doco crew about um what what happens after and and it it, it sort of that's it, it at the end you know you lose we all go back and try to find a job or or go into a job and they go on to the World Cup, and, and that's it. And, um, you know, I, I I was – I really struggled after that, and then I – but I stuck with it. We, we had another shot, um, even more challenging circumstances down the track, and I, I just – yeah, I just I, – I probably got addicted to trying to get this one of the smallest countries to a Rugby World Cup. It was just um, – it took a hell of a lot out of me, yeah, uh, mentally, physically – Emotionally, it took a hell of a lot out of me. Mm. But, um, yeah. Well, let me tell you something about storytelling. Because the story's not over. And that's worth hanging around for, right? And you have hung around. And I mean that physically, mentally, emotionally. Because, you know, (laughs) we say follow your dreams. But we don't really realize that the opposite to dreams is nightmares. And this is the risk. But the reward is still there because here's what I think happens you mentioned the culture and the willingness to be open and this battle this eternal battle right that goes back in time to history to 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 people uh, wanting more for their futures and I think this has built in you and I think that's why it's so interesting when we come back to talk about that because the story is not over for you Cam and this is the eve when we're recording this of some pretty big 
amazing things on the horizon. And and I think this is the true Goliath, right? This is a massive task that is coming. And uh, I encourage everyone to just hang around for a bit longer because I'm going to prompt you on some pretty big things that have to do with your entire story so far. Wow, I'm recording these things and I, I'm kind of running out of things to say. I guess I'll just say in this little bit of uh, the podcast interlude, if you like, just, um, yeah, wishing you positive vibes. Because, I don't know, I'm torn on the idea of the unknown and the woo-woo and all of that kind of stuff. But man, I believe it too. Because life is woo-woo. And, like, life is really woo-woo. There's no two ways about it. It's weird that we all wear clothes. It's weird that we willingly go to work. It's weird that we lock people up. It's weird. It's weird that we do the things we do. And I tell you what's not woo-woo. All the things I'm interested in. (laughs) Breath work, cold bath therapy, you know, really acknowledging what it means. So sending you positive vibes wherever you are and Here's the bit of trust. Here's the bit of trust that I that I would like to offer. That if it's all energy and we're made up of vibrations, etc., then the vibrations that I record right now in the car while I'm driving onto this phone that you hear there still stack up. That would be amazing. That it doesn't matter how the positive vibes are sent through they are sent through and you do get them so take care team enjoy the rest of the podcast with cam kilgore we've done a bit with the blues went to aussie went to timaru came back to auckland took on this cook island juggernaut this world rugby you know the dream and and look if i'm transparent i called the producers scott greg andy and i said this is happening and we've got to capture this. And they were they were in. And so there is something to the dream cam, okay? It is okay that it didn't happen. Because I guess what's more important for humanity is the capacity to dream. It's what I talked about at the beginning. It's what I still talk about today. Because when it's all said and done, Cam, that's really all we've got. Right? It's it's Talk about our ancestors. Talk about when life was full of no choices. Only some years ago. And for many of the world's population, it still is no choices. So what do you do? You are only by yourself. You are only potentially have the capacity to to go within. And I think it's a marvelous tool to be to be forced to look at, you know, life and say, man, you're too much today. So we do need that. We need the dreamers, Cam. And I'm a dreamer too. And I, I feed off hearing your stories and, and you know, that your willingness to uh, stand up to life every single day. So, you know, I'm just saying it gets noted and it gets recorded because I tell you who I'm not talking to tonight is Naholo, right? I'm not interested. Great, you won against the Cook Islanders. But I'm, I'm interested in, in you and the rest of the team trying. And I think that's informed a pretty big move in your life. So tell me about America and tell me, 
well, first of all, tell me, you know, when I messaged you the other day, do you want to come on the podcast? You're like, hey, man, I'm just about off to the States. I'm I'm going to meet uh, the team associated with Marky Mark and the Funky mm-hmm. Bunch and all of that stuff. What the heck? Yeah, so like, you know, like we always talk about, you have the ups and downs. So I did. I got through. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, before Christmas, um, I got uh, connected to a... Uh, uh, a multi-millionaire who's now a billionaire. Um, his, his name is Adam Gilchrist, and he's not the cricketer, but he's a uh, the owner of F45 uh, Gym, a global gym. Him and him and uh, Mark Wahlberg, the actor. So, what's happened is that they, he's bought a rugby team. Uh, so he flew me up to the states, and, and yeah, my life had definitely changed. And I was left left on the plane, turning left on the plane to the bigger seats. And um, staying in nice hotels and just, it was a, yeah, I'd, I'd, it reminded me of Shawshank Redemption, you know, <laughs> being through the, uh, swam out the, the sewer and, and here I was and um, chucked on my new suit. And uh, uh, and he bought the Austin franchise too in this MLR, Major League Rugby uh, competition in the States, which was into the third year uh, this year, 2020. So uh, I went up there, set up the LA team, uh, helped uh, turn around the Austin team, and my in the back of my mind uh, was the Pacific uh, Pacific team or the Hawaiian team. Uh, because, you know, the Pacific is, is my passion, and, um, and and Hawaii is the gateway to rugby success for North America for for, for the USA. Um, and for Canada too, but definitely for the USA. So, uh, opportunity came up with with uh, when um, COVID nineteen took over. Um, LA was entering Dallas. There's a team from Dallas too, uh, which is partly owned by uh, Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks. He's he's bought into the rugby game as well. He loves rugby. So, so here's an opportunity to get a, a Hawaii team, a Hawaii rugby team, a professional. Pacific Island rugby team, the first ever professional Pacific Island rugby team into this MLR. And also the good thing about Hawaii is the location of Hawaii um, and the real estate of Hawaii. It's, it, it, could either, it could either be playing in super rugby in five or ten years' time or it could be in the Japanese league in five years' time. So it's just the perfect opportunity for a professional franchise to, to start up in Hawaii. And again, it's a challenge. Like, there's no professional sports teams in Hawaii. There's no NBA team. There's no NFL team. They have a very good uh, uni- university NFL team, uh, University American Football Team. Um, but here's this Pacific Island. Uh, you know, this is the top of the Pacific Island. This is huge. This is rugby talent is there, sports talent, great people. And here's an opportunity to get a professional Pacific Island team. So we, I got a couple of people involved uh, who I'm very close with and, and who, who, work, who have worked with New Zealand Rugby and worked with a few other organisations in sport. And, um, and they, were, they were right on it, right from the get-go. So we've been working behind the scenes for a number of, number of weeks, well, a couple of months, three or four months now. Um, and we managed to get the first sign off by MLR to say, look, yep, you've got the right people. You've got, you're connected to the community. You're, 
you're, you're looking at facilities, you've got Hawaii University on board as a training base, et cetera, et cetera, um, Hawaii Airlines, uh, the Hawaii government. And, and yeah, we, we really want you to be a part of this tournament. And, and same, same with the other teams. You know, there's, there's a lot of teams on the East Coast, um, New York uh, and Toronto, for instance, who have to travel, they'll have to travel the furthest. To, to get to us, uh, but they, they're all for it. Everybody wants to see this Hawaii team succeed. So it's really exciting. Um, you know, we've, we're talking to a number of players already, uh, just friendly chats, just to say that, yeah, we, this is for real. We, this, this, this is going to happen. Um, and Hawaii offers so much more than sun and surf and white sand and, cool people it just it's the real pacific it's the it's where the pacific started from it's uh and a lot of people pacific islanders new zealanders they want to go back to that they want to with what's going on in the world and what's happened down in christchurch and with what what's starting to take over more is is suffering so to give back to the game and to to bring their family to to Hawaii and be a part of a, a real family community type professional rugby club is just too good of an opportunity to give up. Um, sorry, that's a train going past my house. If you if you can hear that, but um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's really exciting times, um, and to give local Hawaiians an opportunity to play professional rugby and to play in front of their families just means so much so uh we were we we just we we're so excited so it, it does remind me of you know i started with the cook islands and did five or six years um of tough really really tough times and it's it's definitely given me tough skin and it's taught me a lot of lessons and and um it's meant that i can manage a hawaiian professional rugby team and and people will say oh you know you're pakiha half Australian, but I'll tell them that, nah, I'm actually, I'm Cook Islander. I'm, you know, I've done five years with the Cooks. So I'm a true Pacific Island um, person and, and I love the Pacific Island way of life and, mm. and uh, what it means. And it really does mean community and family. And um, that's so exciting. I just, this team is going to change the game. It's, it's, it's going to be big for world rugby because they have promised a professional Pacific Island team for years. Um, we're going to find a lot more Jonah Lomus. We're going to unearth a Michael Jordan of rugby and change the game in America. We're going to be the Chicago Bulls of, of rugby uh, and, and we are going to take rugby to the next step uh, with the people that we have on board and and the players that, that want to be a part of our setup and and yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. Like uh, the Michael Jordan doco that everybody's seen and everybody's talking about is that NBA wasn't that big when he first started, um, and it was really him and that created such the buzz around the sport. And and that's what Pacific Islanders have been doing in rugby since the beginning of time. Mm. I mean, they are they are the sport. The the way that they run with a ball in one hand and and throw the impossible pass. Or I always think about Rupini scoring three awesome tries against the Crusaders or 
a couple of tries in the 2003 World Cup. Or Jonah Lomu, who, to be fair, is my, my favourite player of all time. He made rugby professional. He was the reason why rugby was professional. It was down to him. No one else. He ran over people. He scored tries from amazing parts of the field. He, he just, as a kid growing up watching Jonah Lomu, you're just so excited to know that he was playing and he was just so good for the game and, and he was, he's the reason why rugby is where it is today. But we're going to take it to another level in memory of Jonah. We're going to create this professional Pacific Island rugby team and just change the game. Um, we're going to have our struggles and it's not going to be easy, but <laughs> when Cam Coolgar is involved, it's never easy. <laughs> that's, my, that's the name of my book. Well, I'll tell so, you what. I will remember that. That is the name of your book, and you write that book, okay? Promise me. Because regardless what happens, Cam, you have all of us behind you, all right? And have and a picture of you scoring that try, yeah. lunchtime try. Just have a picture of me in the back like, hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> because, because you mentioned before meeting your heroes, and it's funny because, you know, you, you are one of my heroes, you know? And I know we're funny as blokes and all of that stuff to not talk like that, but I tell you, bro, it takes some kahunas to get back up and do this and 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 so you you should know that we are all behind you as are all the people who are, are with you and actually you don't need that because regardless what happens cam you know the process there's there's hurt there's pain if it doesn't go your way and most likely things always don't turn out exactly but there is these diamonds and it's just important to look for them you know but but that's why i think it's it's not I think obviously you've done your work and it's going to happen. That doesn't mitigate any of the hard work that comes and the stresses and all these other things. Because when you try and trail plays, you've literally got to cut down the bush along the way, you know? And that doesn't suit people who don't like bush cutting. And it doesn't suit people who are trying to do it too. And politics. And yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people in New Zealand who are surprisingly not on your side because this is looking outside the box. And and look, I do know that we're funny creatures, but, but you go, Cam, and, and you paved this way because you uh, are involved in, in, in the dream. And that's that's that. Okay. That's that. And there's, there's those of us, I've thought about this a lot, there's those of us in life who all we all have to play a role, you know, there's the court jester in the, in the community, there's the old weird uncle, there's the this and there's the that, and there's the dreamer, and Cam, you've got to do it, okay, because That's you it, give brother. permission you, for buddy. everyone else to try, and if we don't have that permission, the world can swallow us up very quickly, so, so you should know that. Cam, I want to thank you for taking us on a little journey on Please Blow My Mind. We are out of time. Uh, uh, editor Clem down at Audiana TV will be saying, come on, man, wrap it up. We've got, a, we've got some more cool Pacific content to get to. Um, but I want to thank you. Uh, where can people follow you if they want to just follow this journey? You've got a, a couple huge days. I know you do a bit of uh, gramming. Yeah, uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Cam underscore Kilgore. But our um, team name, um, Kanaloa, Hawaii, we do have a website up and running uh, where they can follow the journey. Um, and and Kanaloa, uh, to those who don't know, it's a it's a it's a god of the sea, god of the ocean, one of the gods. And um, uh, yeah, so it's it's what what the Pacific people are all about. You know, they 
they they were the first people to travel around the world mm. um so this is the start of of something huge so yeah just just follow Kanaloa Hawaii rugby look it up awesome Cam one last thing uh I try and think of practical things to pass on to the audience and if there was one tool or mindset tip or thing you do during the day that you know I've kind of started to frame up as a primal secret you know something that is that is powerful that can that can feed you when you are at the the low points that can motivate you when you're at the high points to keep you in line is there a ritual or or something that you do just to kind of uh i guess um give yourself the the most you can with the with the minimum amount yeah uh, for sure i think uh a lot of people say things but for me when i'm at my my lowest um I, I ring a brother or a good good friend like yourself a true brother and within a couple of seconds on the phone call I'm laughing because of old stories or reminiscing it's alright to remember the past um, because that will definitely determine and help your future um, but it is so important to talk to people like talking to people is the key even if you don't have someone to talk to go find someone a homeless person because they're really cool to talk to too sit down and ask them how they're feeling or just talk to people it's so so good for you you need to talk it's 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 the key and it's uh mm-hmm. the way forward so whenever you're in your deepest low just remember that, that there's someone out there that wants to talk to you as well so um find somebody and talk to them and uh like like having you willie it's it's been great for me so um man oh, I love you brother okay we've recorded it we've done our job I look forward to many more conversations like this in the future um, Cam Cougar thank you for blowing our minds my brother thank you thank you